So whether or not you believe in climate change or not, we're not really here to discuss that. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. But you have to admit there's been some weird weather patterns happening across the world in the last few years. So this tip brought to you by Armstrong is in relation to that. Now, they're worried about increased seismic activity across North America. And they're saying vertically mounted expansion tanks require seismic clips on the base ring. Now, that's a good idea because if there is an earthquake, you don't want a heavy expansion tank filled with water falling over onto somebody, a piece of equipment, especially if it's gas fired and it pops open a gas line. So these clips protect you from that during an earthquake. This tip was brought to you by Armstrong. This podcast is sponsored by Armstrong. Pulling a proper vacuum on a system is really, really important because if you don't pull a proper vacuum, you can end up with non-condensables in a system which will raise your head pressure through the roof if you have enough air in there. I've seen it before where the compressor starts and within five seconds it's off on high head. That's because there's air stuck in that system and it increases the pressure on the high side and boom, you're off on high head. And that whole charge is garbage. You got to pull it all out, pull another vacuum, recharge. Okay, moisture is a, a bad thing to have in a system because moisture can lead to acid. Okay, the acid can start to eat away windings of the compressor. It can start to leach the copper out of the metals in the system. And that copper will end up on parts, moving parts in your compressor. It's called copper plating. That builds up the surface and it creates more of a resistance when your compressor, the moving parts inside are trying to move. That can cause premature failure and it can cause a seizure of the compressor on startup because those parts are too close together and they can't move properly with one another. So this podcast, we're going to touch on pulling a vacuum and quicker ways to do it and micron gauge placement. This is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. HVAC Know-It-All is sponsored by Testo. And guys, right now, Testo has a fabulous offer. Purchase a refrigeration smart probes kit which is two pressure sensors and two clamp-on temperature sensors, totally wireless, receive a free 605i wireless smart probe. Now, that's a thermal hygrometer, which will allow you to check temperature and humidity of a space outside, ambient temperature, you name it, okay, to use in conjunction with the smart probes app, which is absolutely free. So, guys, check that out. Check that deal out. Really good offer from Testo. HVAC Know-It-All is also sponsored by Yellow Jacket, Refrigeration Technologies, Field Pulse, Armstrong, and True Tech Tools. And guys, as always, 8% off your purchase using promo code KNOWITALL. That's excluding FLIR and Fluke products. But if you want to save on Testo, what you got to do is you got to go to my homepage on HVACKNOWITALL.com. Click on the True Tech Tools logo. It'll bring you to a link. In that link, you answer two questions. And then on the True Tech Tools website, you will be given a preferred Testo pricing to save you some dough on your Testo products. So guys, when it comes to micron gauge placement, where do you put your micron gauge? Or do you even use a micron gauge? I remember years and years and years ago, I didn't. I was never taught 
to use a micron gauge because the techs in my company didn't use one. We just pulled a vacuum for an hour while we went for lunch. And that was it, pretty much. So, but I use a micron gauge now each and every time I pull a vacuum. But it's interesting when you see pictures online of guys posting their jobs. Sometimes guys are putting their micron gauge directly on the pump. Now, I ran an experiment today that sort of proves that this is not such a great idea. Okay, I've been, uh, I've been trying out a NAVAC uh, vacuum pump. It's an NRP6DI. It's a 6 CFM pump. That's a pretty cool pump. It's, uh, it feels lighter than most pumps. It's just under 25 pounds, I believe. It's got a real nice wide mouth um, oil fill port. So you don't even really need a funnel um, when you're filling it. And it's got a DC motor. Like I ran, the first time I used it, I ran four or 500 feet of extension cord on a, a massive warehouse roof. And I had no problems with the thing starting or the breaker tripping or anything like that because of the, the DC motor. Now, this thing has a built-in micron gauge right on it. And I wanted to see what the difference was between a micron gauge that's put on the vessel you're pulling a vacuum from and the pump. So I have my Testo 557s, right? And with the 557, it comes with an, an external vacuum gauge, which you plug into the top of the digital manifold. So I was pulling, every, every time I, I recover refrigerant, um, before I do, I yank a vacuum on the recovery bottle just because you never know, okay? If you're gonna pull a good system vacuum, you might as well pull a good vacuum on your bottle because if, you, if, if your bottle doesn't have a good vacuum and contains moisture air contaminants, you're gonna be putting that refrigerant back in sometimes, sometimes not, but a lot of times you do put it back in if the gas that you're pulling out is okay. Now, so that's why you wanna have a good vacuum on your bottle. So I was pulling a vacuum on my bottle. My Testo 557 was measuring the bottle, okay, and then down at the vacuum pump, on the vacuum pump itself, there was a micron gauge measuring as well. There was a major difference between the two. Major, major difference. The Testo was reading in the 900 range. Um, and I can just pull that up actually for you guys right now. So the Testo was reading 981 at the time I took the picture and posted it. 981 microns. And the micron gauge on the vacuum pump was reading 95.0. Huge difference. Huge difference. Almost a thousand microns of a difference. So when you're, when you're pulling a vacuum, make sure that your micron gauge is on the system, okay? Because that's what you're worried about. You're worried about the pressure in that system. You're worried, you're worried about the contaminants in that system. So that's what you should be doing when you're pulling a vacuum. Don't stick it on the pump. This week I posted a meme 
And it was Albert Einstein sitting at a desk, mountains of paper around him. This is before the computer age. Nowadays, he'd be sitting with a laptop, a smartphone, a tablet. In that meme, I said, hey, Albert, you should have got Field Pulse. I know Albert's not running around doing service calls, but if you are running around doing service calls, Field Pulse is a great way to alleviate the mountains of paper on your desk. You show up to a customer's home or business, you do a service call they want to quote, sit in your truck, do that quote up on your smartphone, send it to them before you leave. Then they've got it. Fleet management, work orders, invoicing. Field Pulse does it all. It's an all-in-one service business software. Check them out, guys, and their 14-day free trial at fieldpulse.com forward slash HVAC know-it-all. Okay, guys, there's a really good YouTube video that I want you to watch. Um, and it comes from a gentleman by the name of Neil Comparetto. Now, he did this video a few months back, and, it, and it's the vacuum hose challenge. I don't remember the exact name, but basically it's a, it's a challenge of vacuum hoses, different sizes. Quarter inch, three-eighths and half inch, I believe. Now, he pulled a vacuum with each hose on a recovery bottle. And it's amazing the results. Basically, the larger hose, I don't remember the timing of it all, but the larger hose pulled a quicker vacuum, and the timing between the half inch and the three-eighths down to the quarter inch was unbelievable. It really, really was. So you guys should check that video out because it'll give you a real good indication of why using larger hoses when pulling a vacuum is a good thing. It's a good idea. Now. When you recover and pull a vacuum on a system, it's good to pull the Schrader cores out. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Schrader cores, they're about 90% resistant to flow. Think about it. You have this little tiny hole, and then you jam it with a Schrader core. Then you push that Schrader core down, you have this little tiny opening. You remove those, guess what? You remove that restriction. And you get that flow going a lot quicker. Today, I use my YJ yellow jacket vacuum rated core removal tools. I pulled them out, pulled out the cores. All right. I went through my Testo 557s to pull the gas because I got to see the pressure in the system. But I went from the system to the 557 to a 3.8 hose to the recovery machine and then from the recovery machine a 3 8 hose to the bottle so i removed that restriction and i've increased the size of the hoses from the gauges to the bottle we recovered that gas real quick there was about uh let's say nine pounds we, we had it out of there in about 12 minutes it was really really quick now when you do it this way you have to be careful because some recovery machines, you got to throttle that refrigerant because they can't take that amount of gas hitting it at one time. They can overheat, they can slug, they'll shut down. Now I used, um, I've got a little YJ LTE recovery unit. 
The thing stood up to the test, no problem. It took the whole charge. I didn't throttle it. I wanted to check this out for myself. I didn't throttle it whatsoever. All valves, 100% wide open. And it took that thing like no tomorrow. It was great. Fabulous. That's why I love Yellow Jacket, because it stands up to the test of time. Now, I've had a different, I had a different recovery machine, and I've tried the same thing, and the gauge inside actually broke on it. I'm not going to name which one it was, but the gauge inside broke. So we can also do this when we're pulling a vacuum. We can increase the size of the hoses, keep the Schrader cores removed to pull a faster, more efficient vacuum. Now, I never used to use a micron gauge, but now I do. Okay. And the thing is about when you pull, pull a vacuum, a lot of guys say, change the oil every single time. But a micron gauge should be able to tell you when that oil should be changed. I think it's a waste of money and a waste of oil to change it every single time if you don't need to. If you're having problems getting your micron gauge to pull down the 500 or less, then it's time to change that oil. I've changed my oil um, in the last three or four months probably like five times. I don't use my vacuum pump all that much these days. I just haven't had that many jobs. But if I go to a system, let's say a five ton, and I can pull a vacuum, good, efficient vacuum below 500 microns, go to the next five ton system, and I can do the same, go to the next five ton system, I can do the same, then I will keep that oil until I have a problem. Until time starts telling me, hey, this is taking too long. I think you need to change that vacuum pump oil because we're taking too long to get below our target which is 500 microns. Then I'll change that oil. Okay, let me go off track for a minute. If you want a tip on changing your vacuum pump oil, do it when it's hot. Because hotter oil grabs more contaminants than the colder oil does and will remove those contaminants from the pump. If you change that oil cold, those contaminants can stick to the walls of the pump and stay in your vacuum, in your vacuum pump. Doing it hot or warm will prevent that from happening. So run your pump for five minutes, then remove the oil. And while you have that cap open, turn your vacuum pump on and off quickly, and you'll see it'll spit out that last little bit of oil. Gets that last bit of contaminants out there, then fill it up. But I digress a little. Okay, back to pulling a vacuum. So... Pulling a vacuum with Schrader cores removed, larger hoses is going gonna, is gonna to 100% guarantee you pull a faster vacuum. Using a micron gauge to verify when your vacuum is down to where you got to be is a great idea because I've seen guys go for lunch, come back, oh, that's not enough time yet. But the micron gauge, if they had one on there, could have been down to 500 microns 15 20 minutes ago maybe not but you don't know until you until you look until you see it on there another thing that is good is think about think about this for a minute 
the more connections you have in a vacuum setup, the bigger chance you have to have a leak. Now, when I say a leak, I mean under a deep vacuum, those connection points could start sucking in air. When they're sucking in air, that's going to slow down your vacuum process because you're not pulling a true vacuum anymore. You're pulling it from an outside source. You're not pulling a true vacuum from the vessel, from the unit, from whatever you're trying to pull a vacuum from. So going from the machine directly to your vacuum pump and bypassing a set of gauges will also create a more efficient vacuum, a quicker vacuum. Because think about the amount of connections on a gate on a set of gauges. It's quite a bit of them. So I use a, um, it's called a YJ Yellow Jacket Super Evac Manifold. It ties in directly to the top of the vacuum pump, the 3 8 side of the vacuum pump. Every vacuum pump usually has a quarter inch port and a 3 8 port. Start using your 3 8 port. Avoid that quarter inch port. So it ties in directly to the 3 8 port. It's got a T at the top. That T allows you to attach 3 8 connections. So basically the hoses from your system on either side and you're pulling straight from the unit to the pump, avoiding the set of gauges. It works really, really well for pulling a very, very quick vacuum. So Schrader's pulled larger hoses going directly to the vacuum pump. These are all tips that have helped me pull quicker vacuums. And if you do it, you will notice a huge difference. And like I said, watch that video, Neil Camparetto, and you'll see the difference in the hoses and how quick each one responds when pulling a vacuum on a system. So what about a decay test? A lot of techs don't know what a decay test is. Some do, some don't. Decay test is basically when you have your micron gauge on the system side and you isolate the system from the outside source. That's why ball valves are good. That's why Schrader core removal tools are good because they have isolation valves built in. So it allows you to valve off or isolate the system from an outside source and watch that micron gauge and see what it does. And in most cases, in my experience, that micron gauge will rise. Now, it can rise in two different ways. It can rise really quickly and keep rising, or it can rise and kind of flatten out. Now, both things give you a different indication of what's happening. If it rises, and it doesn't stop, that means you probably have a leak or you still have moisture and a lot of contaminants in that system. If you get down to, let's say, 500 microns, you perform a decay test and it rises to about 800, 850, somewhere in that range, and then kind of flattens out, then you're good to go. That stuff doesn't worry me because I know that I'm going to be putting a brand new filter dryer in that system. It's going to grab any little bits of extra moisture that's in there. And it's always a good idea, if possible, if you're able to fit it in to increase the size of the filter dryer. There's nothing wrong with that. It's going to give you more moisture grabbing ability and 
that's going to grab more debris moving through the system. The only thing you might have to do, well, you will have to do, is add a little bit of extra charge, not much, because you think about the surface area of a dryer that's bigger, it's going to hold more refrigerant. So you'll probably have to add a little bit more gas. Not a huge deal. All right, so that's your decay test, is when it rises after you've hit your target, when you isolate the system from an outside source. It rises really quick, keeps rising, probably a leak, maybe contaminants. It rises and flattens out at around 800, 900. I mean, that's, that's okay for me. Okay, and, and another good thing to put onto a system is a sight glass because it's got a moisture indicator. That moisture indicator will tell you if the system's dry or if it's wet. It's really good to have. And I like sight glasses. Some guys don't think they're needed, but guys, it's just going to give you information. Information as a service tech is gold. The more information you have, the better. So that's the podcast for today, guys. We went through increasing your hoses, removing Schrader cores, bypassing gauges to pull a quicker, more efficient vacuum. I gave you my stance on oil. I don't think it's needed every single time. You can do what you want, but I let, I let my micron gauge tell me when that oil needs to be changed. So before I go, I just want to remind you that Testo has that great offer. You purchase a refrigeration smart probes kit, get a free 605i, a mail-in rebate, Okay, and if you want to purchase it from True Tech Tools and save some money, you got to go to my website, hvacknowitall.com. Click on the True Tech Tools logo. That will bring you to a page where you got to answer two questions. Once you answer those two questions, you'll be able to see preferred testo pricing on the True Tech Tools website. All right. You guys have an awesome day. Happy HVACing.